Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 82 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. I'm actually sitting down with Crypto Bobby. You guys probably know him from Twitter, and we're going to be talking about a couple things. The first is his company, Proof of Talent. After that, we're going to be talking about how to secure a job in the blockchain or the cryptocurrency industry. I know it's a little different than all of my past episodes, but I feel like for those who don't want to start their own business, this episode is necessary. And then lastly, we're going to end with some tips on how you can really nail the interview process. But before we get into all of that, I do just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. First one is Roundly X. I've been using these guys and talking about these guys for over a month now. It is wonderful. How it works is you link your credit or debit card, and with each purchase that you make, they round it up to the next dollar, and then that spare change is invested into Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency of your choosing. Kind of like the acorns of crypto, if you know what acorns is. And the second is CoinFlex. These guys are the first physically delivered crypto futures exchange. I know it's a mouthful, they've got a lot of cool stuff going on the first being that they have some of the lowest if not the lowest fees in the market depending on how much flex you own second thing that was just recently implemented was that staking is now live and they are paying ten dollars in usdt per month per thousand flex that you own i've got some flex myself I've already gotten my first payout well on my way to my second month. And the last thing that they've got going is these bracket order competitions that are, to, that are about to be starting up. I know I've been talking about them for a while, but I'm trying to get you guys hyped on it. I need you guys to go create an account, start learning how to use the exchange and get ready for these competitions. There's a ton of money at stake and you can win your share of it. I'm going to give you a quick second pause the video go create both of these accounts right now before this episode starts it's absolutely necessary at this point now let's get into the show so rob before we get into proof of talent finding a job in the industry that sort of thing can you just give us a little background on who you are and what you were doing before you got into bitcoin and found other cryptocurrencies yeah for sure uh so i actually out of college graduated and I was working in IT recruiting and I had a buddy that uh, sent me an article uh, while we were both working recruiting, sent me an article in like December of 2013. I think it was a Verge article that talked about Dogecoin and uh, basically saying like Bitcoin is so 2013, Dogecoin is whatever, so 2014. And I like read that article and was like, what the hell is this Dogecoin? <laughs> and then uh, in the article, it said like, you can use your computer to to print other Dogecoin. And so that night I watched the YouTube video about how to mine Dogecoin. It was like two weeks after it launched. And uh, I went home that night and started mining Dogecoin on uh, free trials of, of Amazon Web Services, Microsoft, uh, Azure. 
and then uh, kind of just dove into like crypto and Bitcoin from there um, and have like kind of passively been around in the industry for like a little bit of time. But then as things were kicking back up in December 2017, I was kind of working working a full-time job. I worked in software sales and uh, randomly started like a YouTube channel one day and it just kind of took off from there. And um, once I did that, it like the first video was like 50 views. The second was like 500. The third one was like 5,000. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but (laughs) it's kind of cool. And uh, I just, for like every single day, sometimes twice a day from like August of 2017 to like February of 2018, I made a video a day. Um, and it went from zero subscribers to like 140,000 subscribers. It was, it was crazy. It was fun. I ended up leaving my job at Oracle, uh, to work for a, uh, like crypto, uh, company, fluidity air swap. Uh, so I was there for, uh, close to, close to two years doing some like biz dev and growth stuff, uh, before I started proof of talent. That is absolutely wild. I'm still working on getting my viewership up and I started late. I started about a year ago, so it's been, hard now. yeah, it has been very, very difficult. Um, I wish I'd started earlier and kind of grown that subscriber base, but no, it's great to get your background and it's, it's pretty crazy with, uh, with the Dogecoin community. There are a couple people I've had on, uh, Nick Patel and not so fast in particular who got introduced to cryptocurrencies through Dogecoin, not Bitcoin. Uh, and they were Same. both, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's crazy because like it, like I, I just always assume Bitcoin is the go-to introduction to the industry. Uh, but he was saying, both of them have said that there's a very large community that started with Dogecoin before anything else. And it's wild to me. Well, there was a, like one point where Dogecoin was a top five cryptocurrency. It was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin. Um, and there was there was like 100,000 people in the Dogecoin, sub, like super active people in the Dogecoin subreddit at one point in time, which was just like nuts. And I... I had no idea what I was doing. I was like calculating, like, I, I don't know, however many million doge I had. And I was like, it's like a, a, a thousandth of a cent. I was like, all it needs is to be to one cent and I'll be a millionaire. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, Jesus, Rob, that's the cringiest thing I've ever seen. But Right. Oh, I, I think everyone's gone through that where they've looked at it and said, if it only hits this dollar amount or this many cents, I will be rich. Um, but no, it, it's crazy because it's kind of like a, a joke community or a joke coin in a sense. Uh, yeah. And people think, oh, you know, this whole industry is a joke, but you have, you know, this company proof of talent and it's it's kind of solidifying that there are jobs in the industry and that this yeah. is a blossoming industry. So can you tell us a little bit more about proof of talent, just what it is, why you started sure. it, that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah. So, uh, you know, starting in 2019, I've always kind of wanted to to like run my own company per se, uh, or I've, I've always wanted to do my own thing. And I had, had the podcast, had the YouTube channel and that's, you know, it's great. It's fun. But at least for me, I didn't like, I did it cause it was fun and I did it cause I enjoyed it, but I didn't like to me hopping on a video and like do, doing that for, it just didn't really feel like building a company. It just kind of felt like I was talking to people and having a good time. Um, and I did, I had, you know, had, had a great time doing it. But I wanted to try and like build a, you know, a company with people I'd work with and, and things like that. So um, I was just brainstorming ideas. And one day I was just like driving up to, to Boston. I had family there. Um, and so I was driving up there and had the idea. I was like, wait, I don't think anybody's like, I don't think anybody started a, a recruiting agency that really like solely focuses on the blockchain and crypto industry. 
know, when you think about like crypto Twitter and just like all these, there's, there's PR agencies that work exclusively with crypto. There's like law firms that work exclusively with it. Um, there's all these people that have all these like different specializations. Um, there's like people that are really big in the podcast world and like really respected there. But as I was kind of thinking about things, like there's nobody that is really well known recruiting wise in, in crypto. And I had previously worked in recruiting. I had a bunch of connections in the industry. I knew a bunch of people. Um, so basically I thought about it like that. Um, I thought about it for a few days and ended up messaging some people that I know that run their own companies and that are CEOs or like C-level execs, execs in the crypto world. And I asked them, I was like, Hey, how do you hire right now? Like, what do you do? And I was like, if I am thinking about doing something where I might start a recruiting firm, if I did that, would you be interested? Uh, and I got a lot of positive responses from it. So I kind of like tested it out a little bit in my mind before I, I started it. Uh, but basically what proof of talent is, is we're a contingency based recruiting firm. So we help companies like, let's just say, for example, I, I don't work with Coinbase right now, but let's just say, for example, Coinbase is a company, they hire a lot. They have whatever, probably 50 open jobs right now. Coinbase needs help hiring a software engineer. They have, you know, maybe they don't have enough recruiters in, internally. So we essentially act as, as an outsourced recruiter. We'll go out and we'll find somebody that's a good fit for the position that they're looking for. Uh, and if we find that person that's a good fit um, and connect them, we, we source them, make sure that they're a good fit, um, kind of run all the checks on, on our end and provide that resume, provide that individual uh, for an interview with Coinbase. If it works out and if they hire that person, uh, they pay us a percentage of their, their salary. So uh, it's, it's a fun model because you don't get paid unless you're providing value. Uh, so I kind of, I have a nice feeling as far as like, okay, I'm only, I'm only doing well if I'm doing well for my can, you know, for the candidates that I work with and the job clients. And it's also basically a profitable uh, business from day one because the overhead costs are pretty minimal. So uh, it's, it's been great to get started so far. I, I think you're providing a huge need in the community because I think so many people are kind of looking for a little bit more legitimacy. They're, they're tired of, cold emailing and DMing people on social media sites. Uh, and you've kind of come in and filled this kind of niche within a niche. Um, two quick follow-up questions on that. Um, the first one being, do, are you worried at all about some of these bigger job sites like Monster and Indeed? Do you think there is a possibility that they could kind of take you out of business? Uh, not really. So it's kind of funny because just, and I used to, so I used to work with LinkedIn or I used to work literally at LinkedIn. I was a sales rep at LinkedIn. Um, so I know the, and I'm, I, I'm a customer of LinkedIn now. Um, I pay them a lot of money each month to use their corporate product. And, uh, there, there's kind of two things when it comes to like just recruiting in general. And it's whether it's a, you know, an agency or just an internal company. And there's like the, basically the, the idea of like active and passive candidates where like you know, active job seekers are the type of people that are you know going on job sites every day, trying to find new opportunities, maybe cold outreaching to people. Um, that's probably only like 25% of the market. Like the other 75% of the market is like what's considered like the quote unquote passive candidates that they're never going to go to a job board. But if you hit somebody up with an opportunity, that's like a promotion, a raise, doing something more interesting. A lot of times they're interested in that. And so that is like most of what we do is trying to find people that are a good fit for specific opportunities and reaching out to them in a, like a targeted way to generate conversations and see if they might be open to a new opportunity. Um, so 
like the job boards and some of the larger companies, I'm not too worried about them coming in because for the most part, uh, it doesn't necessarily directly compete with what we do. There we go. Uh, this kind of leads into my second question, actually, which is, you know, say someone from my audience is listening to this and they want to get a little bit more involved in the industry. Yeah. Uh, is it possible for them to reach out to you? Do you guys have any sort of database of like candidates where they can yeah. say, hey, can I put my name in the hat? These are my skills. Here's my resume. Yeah, for sure. So if you go to proofoftalent.co, it's our website. Um, we use like, it's called an applicant tracking system. And basically if you apply to one of the jobs or submit your resume, um, we try to talk to as many people as possible that, that do that. Um, sometimes we can't do that with everybody of course. just because there's only so much time of the day. But uh, yeah, if you apply to, if you apply to one of the positions in the site or send in your resume, they'll go into our applicant tracking system. And then if there is a position that is a good fit uh, or if we have one existing, you know, we'd be able to contact you because we have your you know email address, phone number, whatever it might be. There we go. Perfect. Uh, so now kind of moving on, um, because most of my audience, they're, you know, hopeful entrepreneurs or they're already yeah. entrepreneurs. Uh, but there is a small cat or not a small category. I'd say a big subset of those listeners who wants to be involved in the industry more than they already mm -hmm. are. Right. They yeah. own some cryptocurrency, but they want to get more involved, either start a business or work at a company. So can you talk to us about some of the like skills needed, what these companies are looking for in candidates, that sort of thing? For sure. Yeah. And, and right now, I mean, the industry is pretty, like when you look at things as a whole, a lot of the industry hasn't found product market fit yet. Um, yeah. There's there's a few things that are doing really well, and that's primarily anything around trading or speculation. So a lot of the, the largest companies that are hiring, most of those are exchanges or something that is involved in one way or another with crypto trading. Um, so yeah, you have a, a very kind of heavy concentration on, on exchanges and those type of places that are typically like the larger companies and the ones that have the most diverse opportunities. But on the end of the smaller companies, probably 65% of the jobs in the industry are technical. So software engineers, uh, developers of some sort, uh, maybe technical project managers or product managers, um, yeah, most of the most of the roles in the industry, just because there's still so much product to be built, or people are trying to build product to find whether or not consumers actually want to to utilize this stuff. Engineering is is the 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 most common hire in a lot of cases, the most difficult hire. And then like the other thirty percent of opportunities are like a smattering of some type of like business development or sales or marketing or operations or legal. Um, there's kind of just like a whole whole jumble of, of non-technical uh, roles, but those are, those are a little bit harder to find. And I think at least for me, like what I've, what I've seen for the, for the average person in crypto, most people I feel like are, are kind of in that non-technical boat. Yeah. So it can be a little bit difficult to, to find those types of opportunities that align well with, with your skill set. Yeah, there we go. So those, those are kind of the jobs uh, you're, you're seeing a lot of candidates. Uh, what are some of the like characteristics um, that, you know, you see in a lot of candidates that are getting hired, like what, what, you, what specific skills, I guess, and characteristics, because you talk about, you know, development skills or some sort of engineering. Uh, but is there anything else that really makes candidates stand out? Yeah, I would say having like a verifiable interest in the industry is really important, uh, especially if it's, 
if it's a non-engineering position, let's say for like software engineers, if you are a good software engineer, um, and there's, I mean, there's all types of different positions. You'll have backend positions that won't touch anything related to crypto. Maybe you have some front end positions that are more like solidity focused or full stack opportunities. But for the most part, like a good software engineer doesn't necessarily need to be super, super involved in the crypto world. Uh, however, if you're in like a non-technical role, like let's say you're in you know, business development or if you're in marketing or if you're in even like an operational positions or a legal position, having some type of, of like proven interest in the crypto world is really helpful. Um, a lot of people will say like, yeah, you know, I'm interested in crypto or even like the next step up. A lot of times they'll say something like, no, in, in 2017, I got really interested. I bought a bunch of tokens and I kind of played around with that. And then, you know, the market died off and I've kind of lost interest, but I'm still interested in blockchains. It's kind of cool. But if you can go back and actually show somebody like, hey, I, I did X, Y, Z, whether it's I built something or I wrote about something, um, having or even just having real like true knowledge in your head about the industry, I think that it's at least for me and I know for a lot of other companies, like when they, when I pass somebody along and they interview somebody, it's pretty easy to determine who knows what they're talking about when it comes to cryptocurrency and blockchain and who read, you know, maybe one Bloomberg article and isn't <laughs> so informed and, and having, having like a real knowledge base uh, is important. 100%. I feel like, you know, if you line two people up or sit two people next to each other, they have the same skill set. I think most of these companies are going to go with the one that is a little bit more interested, has some stuff that they've already done in the industry. And luckily for anyone who's probably listening or watching this, uh, they probably do have some of yeah. those, you know, interests. We, it's been, you know, two years since the 2017 top, a little over two years. Um, and I think anyone who's still around is probably pretty ingrained in the community. Um, so another question I would like to ask is, Say, you know, they've submitted to you guys and they're still looking for a job. Are there any mm -hmm. other options that they can explore? Do you have any tips for people who are trying to find a job in the industry in any other way? Like what, what's their go to? Yeah, there's there's a few job sites that are uh, I think have I think one is cryptocurrency jobs. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I follow them on Twitter and they're they they usually do a pretty good job of aggregating job opportunities. Um, Sometimes, you know, applying to positions can be a, a black hole for your resume. So it can be sometimes difficult there. But I would say networking is, is probably the biggest thing, especially now. I mean, the industry is still pretty small. Uh, so if you are able to network, especially if you live in one of the big cities, uh, whether it's in the U.S., if it's New York, San Francisco, L.A., Boston, Chicago, whatever it might be, Austin, there's a lot of, of presence for, for blockchain companies in those cities, Seattle, uh, or if you're in Asia, or if you're in Europe, networking uh, in person is always great. So trying to go to like, even if it's a meetup a month or something like that, trying to do that, I think is super helpful. Um, and then alternatively, you know, there's a lot of people that don't live in those massive cities and trying to do it online is important. There's a lot of telegram groups and there are posting on Twitter, posting on Medium, whatever it might be. I think the, the great part about like the industry as a whole is, is it's still small, uh, but people, if you put out quality content and like try to genuinely build relationships, I think people are still like very much open to that. And people are very much open to helping out people that provide value. So if there's anything in particular that you can do as far as like just genuinely networking 
Um, I think that will lead to a lot of success. And that's probably going to be your biggest asset is having a network of people that might be able to introduce you to somebody's hiring or might be able to introduce you to a friend that might need something. I think that's always a you know really helpful thing. Yeah, I think we're very fortunate that the industry is still where it's at kind of in its infancy because everyone knows everybody still. And if you get out there, start networking, even if it is on online, on Twitter, on Discord, on Telegram, uh, it's still extremely effective. And I feel yeah. like that's how a lot of people in because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, not not necessarily people who are looking to find jobs. Uh, and they say that pretty much all of their success so far has come from networking either online or in person. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you brought that one up. Uh, I really appreciate you kind of giving my listeners, you know, every kind of helpful bit of information that you can about getting a job in the industry. Cause I feel like yeah. I get a ton of DMS about it. They're like, I really want to work in the industry, <laughs> but I don't want to start my own business. Yeah. Uh, so I thank you for that. Uh, I always like to ask this next question, which is what you're most excited for in the coming 12 months. Uh, just to get an idea of where your head's at, if you're seeing any trends in the job market, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, on just like an overall industry-wide thing, I think it'll be very interesting to watch with what happens with the Bitcoin halving. Um, I'm kind of curious to see there. I've had some some really fun conversations with people that have kind of taken both sides of the coin. I'm pretty excited to see what ends up happening with that. Um I mean, outside of that and like, I mean, personally in the next 12 months with like proof of talent. Um, and I mean, even if you want to like talk about like on the entrepreneurship side, it's, it's mo- this is like my first move into entrepreneurship ever. And the first like seven months or so are basically just me. Um, and so I'm looking to hire, uh, kind of going through the process of hiring my first full-time employee uh, that's hopefully going to be starting like the first week of March. So have kind of gone down that um, just like rabbit hole of, getting all the ducks in a row for that. But I'm really excited about bringing somebody else on, working with somebody else uh, and starting to scale up the company because um, it's a it's a pretty interesting and scalable model. And I think for at least for Proof of Talent in particular, uh, we're going to be able to support a lot more clients. Uh, and so it should, it should be exciting overall. But yeah, I mean, what I'm most looking forward for for me is is hopefully watching the continued growth of, of Proof of Talent. We had our best month last month. Um, or in January, excuse me, today's the last month of January. Uh, so hopefully trying to take it to the next level here. And I think you will, as the industry grows, you guys will continue to grow uh, because more people will be looking for jobs, more companies will be looking to hire. Huge congratulations on getting ready to make that first hire. I know that's that's kind of the, the big step, big first leap, <laughs> and you know your company is when you hire that first person. So congratulations there. Yeah. Um, can we maybe go back to some industry trends if we can sure, for a sure, second? Sure. Um, just to like, I want to hype the people up because, you know, the blockchain industry is growing. I can see it. Uh, and I know you probably see it just with the number of jobs that are opening up, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. can you talk about the trends a little bit? Yeah, so I I, I get, I think, asked about this. A little, or I was talking to a few people recently about um, the the correlation a little bit between the industry and just overall the price of Bitcoin. And it it carries down to hiring as well. And and hiring, I think, is a little bit of like a lagging indicator where so much follows the price of Bitcoin. Uh, You know, the price of Bitcoin goes up. uh, And I think, you know, a month, two months later, people, executives in the industry start to get excited. They start to look ahead and they start to say, okay, 
know, Bitcoin is going to go to X, Y, Z. We're going to need to hire internally to get things ready. Um, so I think you're starting to kind of get that little bit of lagging momentum. I mean, we've had Bitcoin in the past year plus go up 300% bottoming out. Um, now we're in a pretty, in a pretty nice spot. It's, yeah. it's crazy to think yeah. that we're at 9,000 or, you know, 9,500 or wherever we're at right now. And people are still relatively down on the industry. And a lot of that has to do with some of the, you know, the altcoins that haven't done too well. Um, but overall, I think there's just a really strong like maturation of the industry. Um, I mean, even working with a lot of these companies that are in the like infrastructure space, they're bringing on like such incredible talent. They're all getting the appropriate, whatever it is, like financial licensing. They're bringing over people from Wall Street that have you know incredible backgrounds. So they're bringing over these people from tech. The products are so much better than they were in 2017. Um, the, you know, the optionality of products is so much broader. It's, I, I think we're really in a, in a good spot. Um, so I, I remain like really positive about where we're going and where we'll be able to go in the future. Yeah, I, uh, it's crazy that when you talk about price and then that kind of lagging hiring process, uh, I've seen the same just with views, like, you know, from yeah. oh yeah, from January to July when we had that huge run up, that's when views just started going crazy and then slight drop off. Dips as, off. <laughs> yeah, as price started going down and I'm now seeing another turnaround. So I'm uh, kind of at the mercy of the market, which is a little bit unfortunate, but... Um, there is that kind of, everything there's, kind of follows. There's no price. shame in that. No, there's no shame in that. <laughs> no, no, no. I think we all are. And it, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's also, it's also kind of beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you've given us a lot of tips on actually getting the job. You know, you talked about networking, you talked about some of the skills, uh, you talked about the in-demand stuff like engineering and development. Uh, say someone's listening to this right now. And they've got their eye on a dream job in the industry. Yep. You know, they want to work for Coinbase just because it's, you know, one of the well, most well-known, right? Say they want to work for Coinbase. What's your biggest tip for someone if they've got one particular company in eye, in, in their sights and they want to get the job there? Uh, I would say prepare the hell out of, you know, pr- just put a ton of preparation into the interview. And one of the great things I think about the cryptocurrency world is that, there, there's so much media, like where we're talking right now in a podcast, it'll be published. Um, so many different founders or executives, uh, and even like these people that are you know running billion dollar companies in a lot of ways, you have like CZ on a, a you know, a podcast with however many, you know, viewers, I don't know, but like so many of these companies are, um, putting out a bunch of, of content and their executive team is interviewing with different people in the industry. I would like consume every bit of, of content that I could about the company and be as prepared to know and to ask questions specifically about what the company is doing. Um, and for like a com- company like Coinbase, maybe it's not as applicable. Like it's a huge company. It's probably pretty easy to research. Yeah. But especially if it's like maybe like a 10, 20, 50 person company, um, even those companies, there's probably a podcast out there with the CEO talking. And if you go into the interview and you say, hey man, I listened to you on the crypto entrepreneurs podcast and you said xyz uh and i either you know i i really agreed with that or that resonated with me that's probably going to impress the ceo um quite a bit and i think it's going to put you up uh you know put your leg up against the competition because it shows 
you took an hour out of your day to listen to a podcast that nobody told you to do, or you read an article or you read, you know, you read some type of documentation spec, whatever it might be, uh, just doing as much preparation because there's so much information out there about basically every company in the space, uh, makes it really easy to do so. And I think not a lot of people, I think people are generally lazy and they just don't do that. <laughs> I'm glad you said it and I can reinforce it. There are so many lazy people out there. You know, a lot of people I talk to are just not willing to take that extra step, which is unfortunate, but I think the people who do are the ones that are going to beat them out 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, and this is just me speaking from personal experience, but, you know, whenever I interviewed for any position, I, work in fi- I worked in finance now doing this kind of stuff. Uh, but when I did and I took a little bit more of a personal interest in things, I did a little extra research. It wasn't my technical knowledge that really, you know, mm-hmm. furthered me or like was the reason that I stood out. It was those small little things that I was able to bring up in interviews where the person who was hiring was like, wow, you know, I've never had anyone come in and talk about that kind of stuff. And I think that's what will really give you the leg up in these interviews on top of having those technical skills. So I really appreciate you taking the time. We talked about getting a job in the industry. We talked about proof of talent. We talked about your backstory. We gave some major tips for anyone looking for a job in the industry. Is there anything else that you want my audience to know before we go? Uh, I, I think I, I mean I think we definitely covered a lot. I would just yeah. say that um, I mean especially to the to the people that are in the you know I think we focused a lot on like you know finding uh, finding jobs and I, I think like you said obviously it's crypto entrepreneurs podcast. Um, I would just say to the people that maybe aren't trying to find jobs and are kind of more on the entrepreneurial side. Um, definitely sympathize with the plight of the entrepreneur. And I would just say to kind of keep on the grind, whatever you're doing, um, just be like super intentional about it um, and try to just try to execute as, as best as possible on whatever, you know, whether it's you trying to interview for a job opportunity or if you have a side hustle you're trying into, trying to turn into a full-time thing. Um, I think that, you know, if you kind of are just, smart about how you approach things and put a ton of time and effort into it. Um, I have kind of after I'm by no means a seasoned entrepreneur, but after like seven months of, of, of kind of doing this on my own, I've very much have come to the conclusion that it's an effort game. And, uh, you know, if you put in the effort and you like genuinely no bullshit, put in the effort, uh, you're going to be, you know, in a good spot. So uh, that, that would be my, my parting words. Very much agree with that. I, I definitely am not the most knowledgeable. I'm definitely not the best at getting myself out there and marketing myself, but I think I'll work harder than almost anyone in the podcast industry. And so I think I'll be close to the top uh, for that reason alone. Uh, so I really appreciate you bringing it back and talking to the entrepreneurs who are listening to this. Uh, I have been trying to branch out a little bit more. Uh, and I know a lot of my guests are like, hey, uh, I haven't started any sort of business. I don't know if I yeah. plan on it, but I like listening to it. It's inspiring. Uh, so I think this will be really helpful for those guys who are, you know, not trying awesome. to take that entrepreneurial path in life. Uh, so again, I, I really appreciate you sitting down and taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a ton for having me on. All right. That wraps up another episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I just want to take a quick second to remind you to leave us a review and subscribe to the show. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. And we look forward to seeing you next episode.